0: Oh, you blinked and missed it. Four-star wide receiver Ernest Campbell ran by, and you didn't even see it. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. We are coming to you live from the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee, here at SEC Media Days. Folks, I'm excited to be here. Lots of fun coming up this week. A lot of great content coming your way from us here at the Locked On Aggies. So be prepared for all these shows we got coming to you this week. But first, we got to talk about the recent commitment of four-star wide receiver Ernest Campbell. Ernest Campbell's a four-star a, a, a Texas kid four-star, he chose the Aggies over Texas Tech Nebraska and Oregon here, so, you know, here's where it gets interesting, right? 5'8", 150 so you look at that and you go, okay that's a little weird, a little weird to see a 5'8", 150 pound wide receiver but what Campbell brings, it's why I joked about it in my little intro here, talking about this, the you blinked and missed him, it's because I think in all reality, I think if you blinked, you would miss him, he is that fast Here's a little fun stat here I saw on Twitter that really blows your mind because it's, it's pretty impressive. But if Campbell ran an 100-meter dash versus high school Devon A chain, Campbell would win by 0.3 seconds. So folks, like let's put that, let's put that into perspective here for a minute. Let's think about the reality here that one of the fastest players in college football this season last season, now one of the fastest players in the NFL, is 0.3 seconds slower than this commit in Campbell. Holy moly. That is really impressive. But Campbell, when it comes to the tape, you know, I was skeptical at first folks. I mean, you look at five, eight, one, fifty, and it's, it's scared. You think this guy's going to get bumped and he's going to get hurt. It's going to be tough to stay healthy. It's going to be tough to stay on the field. I watched the, um, I watched the tape and Campbell, he, he's not a big guy, obviously. we know that but my goodness he plays with enough heart to carry the whole team the speed is like you know i i found out about the speed he possessed before i watched the tape and then i watched the tape and it was like i don't know how i read that stat about a chain and the quickness he possessed still stood out to me i mean on the tape it is it's truly like you have to folks if you haven't watched this tape please please go watch because it is incredible um well, what what stood out to me that was exciting about the tape is the fact that he is a quick guy. You know, I feel like we see fast players and all they are is fast, right? So they don't really do anything else but be fast. Their only role is to be quick and to just kind of, you know, be fast. I mean, I don't have any other way to put it. And um, I think with Campbell, that might be his role in college. But in high school, really, I mean, he runs. He runs post routes. He runs go routes. He runs... I've seen some slants, I've seen some screens, I've seen him take snaps at running back and take some some uh, flips that he's taken to the outside. I mean, his high school team knows how to utilize his speed to succeed. They realize, wow, this guy's the fastest kid probably in, in, in Texas high school football. Let's use that to our advantage. And that's what his high school team did. And I think a player like Campbell, that's when you kind of have to say like, Coach Fisher, Coach Petrino, don't overthink this. When he gets on campus, use his speed and use it to your advantage because it's going to be one of the, one of the, he's going to be one of the fastest guys in college football minute he steps on campus. Um, so like I said, that's exciting to me about the tape. I don't like when you, and you know, high school tape, you see a kid who's known for being the fast guy and all that he does is fast guy stuff. He doesn't do possession receiver things, you know, um, 50-50 balls, stuff like like Campbell does. He wins 50-50 balls I saw a few times. Now, at the end of the day, there aren't a lot of 50-50 balls on the tape because he's faster than everybody else to where it doesn't have to win a 50-50 ball because he's already passed the guy unless his quarterback underthrows him. But, you know, I think the addition of Campbell, I think it kind of brings everything you need in this class. I mean, talk about types of receivers. You have five wide receivers committed currently to Texas A&M's 2024 recruiting class. That is a big deal. Reason being, it's pretty simple to me. You know, uh, Muhammad and Anaya Smith are going to be gone soon. So before these guys get there and Evan Stewart, you know, these guys are going to play one year with Evan Stewart and then they're gone. So you kind of have to rebuild this wide receiver. core. now I know you're going to have Noah Thomas around a little bit. Um, You got some young guys. You got, you know, uh, Jordan, Anthony, the transfer, who's kind of comparable a little bit to Campbell, and what he does. But, you know, Reloading, bringing in Cam Coleman, Draylon Miller, DeBron Gatling, Jalen Hornsby, and now Campbell, that excites me because you have such a wide variety of wide receivers. You have some bigger guys. You have the small, quick guys. You have everything that you're going to need. Like, people, we got to remember that when you – a football team, like these recruiting classes, it's based on you get guys in that play certain roles, do certain things. So everybody's got to fit into their role well, even though – there might all be receivers you need them to do different things and that is what having a guy like coleman who differs from what campbell does and miller differs from what debron gatling does and Hornsby differs from what they all do like that stands out to me because for different situations you have enough wide receivers to do different things and fill different roles so folks that is really exciting i mean i just i love i mean I feel like I say I love like everyone else does, not I love recruiting when it comes to skill position players. I'm not saying I don't love my offensive linemen and my defensive linemen, linebackers, because that's all fun, too, but I love receiver and running back recruiting. So the fact that you have five wide uh, wide receivers already committed to this 2024 class, a position that you're fine on now, but a couple years down the road, you're going to need more people in the room. That really stands out to me because I think it's, 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 it's a real testament to the good job Coach Fisher did so far with his recruiting class. Now, numerically, we know this class is currently, at the time of this recording, sitting at eighth in the country, which if you would have asked me a month ago where would this class be, I think it would have been making its way to where it is now, but I don't think I would have said it's here. I think it's, it'd be, you know, 15, 16, and that kind of range. It's, they've really done what I expected them to do, but they've done it a lot quicker. Than I kind of imagine. So this recruiting class at the end of the day, it's going to be, it's going to be a class that I've said, is going to finish top five. It's currently sitting, like I said, number eight, it's going to be top five. I'm willing to take that to the bank, but Campbell, I mean, you just can't reiterate the speed enough folks. Like I, I love sitting here and telling you go to 24 seven sports and watch the tape. Please do yourself a favor and watch this tape. I mean, and there were some plays, my favorite play on the tape, it was like, you know when you got one second left on the clock and you have to do the throw the ball around a whole bunch of times thing? Campbell, like it was a play where he caught a pass and then he kind of just like ran in circles around everybody until he eventually made it to the end zone, and it was spectacular. I mean, I'm watching, this, it looked like Tom and Jerry. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was the funniest thing I have ever seen. He's just running in circles till he got to the end zone running faster than people and you got to act like I always say this when I talk about how fast a wide receiver is it's not like the people around him are slow it's not like cornerbacks in Texas football high school football are slow because they are not so the fact that he's making these people look silly running circles around them really stands out to me because that's just flat out impressive and that is what Campbell did on the tape that's what he's going to do with Texas A&M that's what he's going to do throughout his entire college football career because he has some he's going to once he's in a college uniform in a Texas a uniform in a Texas a uniform he's going to be one of the fastest players in college football so the coaching staff needs to utilize that and I think they're going to you know I've talked about the Jordan Anthony you add Jordan Anthony the former Kentucky wide receiver who transferred to Texas A&M a couple months ago I've talked about him like I think they might find a role for him and he's not going to be like your normal wide receiver he's gonna be a guy where they says where they say here is football go be fast And I think that's what the coaching staff is going to kind of do with Ernest Campbell when he gets to to college. I think that's why they're recruiting guys like this. Like, Why else would you be recording speed demons if you weren't going to use them in that role? And I don't think – don't change them. Don't turn them into something they're not now. Like I said, I was impressed with Campbell and the fact that he kind of does have the ability to do more than just be fast. But don't overthink this. When Campbell gets to campus, just use him. Let him be fast. Let him go and use that speed to score touchdowns, to do things that, at the end of the day, not a lot of the other receivers in this current 2024 class are as capable of doing as a player like him with his speed. So it's a big-time commit, folks. Like I said, once again, four-star brings this class to eighth overall. Really looking forward to see what that speed looks like in the maroon and white. Like I said, folks, we are here in Nashville at SEC Media Days. What are some things we might expect to see from Coach Fisher up on the podium? We're going to talk about that next, right here, on Locked On Aggies. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just get just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Looks there's a lot of fun things going on in sports right now. You got the MLB. We just got back from the all-star break. We've got college football futures. I'm a big fan of college football futures. They're fun. Who's gonna win the who's gonna win the Heisman? Who's gonna win the SEC West? If you feel confident in those, if you think it's gonna be Connor Wiggham is gonna win Heisman, if you think the Aggies are gonna win the SEC West this season, well, put your money where your mouth is and go go take FanDuel up on their offer here. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the, to, going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, like I talked about, we are here at SEC Media Days. And the question is, how can Jimbo Fisher win Media Days? How can he be the coach when everything here is said and done? We look at it and go, wow, what he went up there and said and did it was really impressive. That's what we're gonna talk about. How can he do that? How can he stand out and be the coach that people think won media days? And the first thing I think that he has to do, I think you have to be open and honest with your fan base. You know, I think go up here in front of SEC network, in front of the nation, in front of in front of everybody and say, guys, we underperformed last season. We underperformed at a rate that is was really not great for anybody we have the talent and it didn't pan out on the football field last season i think you know go out there and like and just be tell people your opinions tell people how you feel and um tell you know go out there and tell people like what went wrong what's going to go better this year and i think that's honesty i think you know we get so caught up in coach speak and and coaches kind of talking about like coaches talking about different opinions and and different things that could have gone different ways i think at the end of the day it's like just be candid with your fan base, and I, I hope that Coach Fisher does that. I'd love to hear him go up there and say, "Listen, folks, it went bad last year. We had a good enough team to compete for an SEC championship, and it didn't happen. This went wrong, and this is why that's not going to happen this season." I think people are going to appreciate that. You know, be willing to to say you're wrong. You know, in my industry here in sports journalism and sports media, it's like if I'm wrong, I, like I say, if I make a prediction, I've talked about how I think. Um, the offensive line is going to take a big step forward. Folks, if I'm wrong, you know what I'm going to do the first day after that happens? I'm going to come here to you all. My everyday years on lock on. I to say I was wrong folks. The offensive line looked really bad. And I think that's what we kind of need coach Fisher to do. Take a little bit of accountability and just explain like what is going to be better this season. I think folks want to know. It's like, Folks want the inside look to what's going on on a day-to-day basis of practice. Like, how how's Reuben Owens looking? Is Evan Stewart going to take a big leap? I mean, who, can he even take a leap? How's he doing? What's the offensive line looking like as a unit? Um, is everybody healthy? Any any nagging injuries going into the start of the season? Like, those are the things we want to answer at SEC Media Days. And I think I think at times SEC Media Days can kind of get turned into like, Stuff that people just flat out don't care about. I mean, it's you know the non-interesting stuff, and I think bring back talking about football. You know, I don't want to know what color car Coach drives, or I don't want to know what what his favorite dog is, or what's his favorite kind of fish to catch. I mean, I, I I'd like to know that, but not on this stage. I'd like to know if if does Coach Fisher is he does he like to, is he a saltwater fishing guy? Is he uh, does he like some largies? What does he like to do? I'd like to know that, but not in this setting. In this setting, I want to talk about. Texas a football team and the outlook for the season and I hope that it kind of does stick to that I want to hear that I want to hear you know so you know I have some bullet points that I think Coach Fisher needs to kind of hammer down so the first thing is what, what's going to be better you know you can talk about what went wrong last year whether it be the defensive line not being able to stop the run or how awful the offense was you know bring those things up say folks last year we were horrendous at stopping the run the offense did not look good we were one of the worst teams when it comes to points per game in the SEC. We're going to fix this this way. One thing I've seen in practice that's going to lead to this being fixed is this. And that's the stuff I want. I want to hear. I I want to hear, you know, the defensive line has been working on different things that is, is going to lead to stopping the run because like, that's a big deal. That's a big takeaway. We've kind of like broken down so far before we've even, I mean, you know, that's a big thing I've been talking about. Like the Aggies have to stop the run this season. You can't be porous. You can't let people run through you. Like, uh, Swiss cheese, you have to be able to stop the run. And that's something I want to hear Coach Fisher kind of talk about. I want to hear it come out and say, like, how are we going to stop the run? Is Connor Wigman going to take that big leap forward that I and many around Texas A&M's media are hoping happens? I mean, that is the stuff we want to hear. I think the other big talking point is what is going to happen with Coach Petrino. You know, the Coach Petrino hire, we've talked about how interesting it is, and. It's the first thing. I mean, we're here at media's media days. You know, I've seen I've I've seen some colleagues, some of our other locked on SEC hosts, and that's the first thing they want to know is what's this Coach Petrino hire going to look like? I mean, who is gonna who's going to be the what's he going to do? Is he going to run an offense that's going to work well? Is Coach Fisher going to give give is, he, is Coach Fisher going to let him do his thing? People have been asking me questions, and I think it's a fun talking point. I think that's and I can almost guarantee you, if it's not me, someone's going to ask Coach Fisher what he expects to see from coach Petrino, what his role for the team is going to look like and how he's going to help this team win, What maybe decisions went into that higher. Like that's what sec media days is for. And I hope that those are the kind of conversations and not, you know, like, don't surround it in negative light. Don't talk about like, well, Bobby Petrino has some negative, you know, things from the past. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how can he help the Texas A&M Aggies win football games? That's the question I want answered. And I hope that Coach Fisher is going to get up there and talk a little bit about Coach Petrino and what he's going to do for the Aggies this season. I've been very high on it. I think the hire. I mean, you bring in a historic offensive mind in this game of college football. I've, been, I've talked about every – it feels like every day how big of a hire this is and how good it's going to look for the Aggies on the field this season. But that's something I want to hear Coach Fisher kind of talk about. You want to hear him talk about the Coach Petrino hire because it is, I think, the biggest takeaway for the whole season. You if that doesn't pan out, if it turns into Coach Fisher and you see Coach Fisher and Coach Petrino on the sidelines like fist fighting because they can't decide who's calling what plays, these are the things that are going to lead to a potential SEC championship run. A potential college football playoff appearance is, I think, the number one thing. Well, the two things is how good of a sophomore season Connor Wigman has and how well Coach Petrino gets back into the SEC, gets back into kind of running the offense. Those are the two big takeaways that – I want to hear Coach Fisher talk about on the stage today. So let's talk about a few more ways that Coach Fisher can win SEC Media Days up on the podium. So, folks, like I said, it's a fun time getting to break down what this is going to look like tomorrow. And, you know, I think Coach Fisher, I I hope it's not – Coach Speakey, like I said a minute ago, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about what color shoes he's wearing. I don't, you know, there was last year at SEC Media, there's people talking about that. I don't care. I want to hear about how Texas AM is going to win 10, nine, nine plus football games this season. So, some other notes I have here. And like I said, I've talked about, you know, being honest with the fans. I think that's a big deal. You really want. Just transparency. I want to know, like, what's going on in the day-to-day basis of practice. I want to know who's standing out. I want to know, you know, we don't hear a ton about – one thing about Texas a m is, is you have so much talent, a little bit older talent, and then your talent from the 2022 class. I want to hear about some of these 2023 freshmen. Now, Ruben Owens is one of the real guys that I mean, you're going to obviously see him a lot – But at the end of the day, who are some other players that you're going to see out there this season in the 2020 from the 2023 class? I don't know. I'd like to hear about the development of Marcel Reed. I think that's a big deal. I think he's a player that could potentially be the starter once Wigman inevitably moves on to whatever he's doing after his time at College Station. So, you know, I think the 2023 class, we haven't heard a ton about it since besides guys like Reuben Owens. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see his thoughts on that class. That's a question I plan to ask him, you know, just how are some of these guys developing? You have a lot of the young, talented cornerbacks that are on this roster that I think are going to be a big part of the depth of this Aggie football team this upcoming season. So hopefully those the development of these players is going, going the way that we hope and plan. So that's the thing I want to kind of hear him talking about. Um, and I just kind of want to see, you know, I want to see some fire from Coach Fisher. I want to see him talk about like why the season is gonna be much better, what is going to lead to more victories on the football field. You know, it's not an easy schedule. We've talked about that. I mean, you got you got to head to Tennessee, you got to head to Baton Rouge, you get Bama coming to your place. Um, you know, it's it's no cakewalk, you got to head to Miami. I mean, there are a lot of football games that are toss-ups on this on this 2023 schedule for the Aggies. So the question is how can you win those games? Um, and like I say, that's what I want to hear Coach Fisher talk about tomorrow. I think he can win SEC media days by getting out on that podium and just breaking down what happened last year, saying, folks, it was a monstrosity. It was atrocious. It was horrible. It was painful. And it was awful. don't have any other more negative words to really break it down than that. But I want to hear him go up and, and be transparent with that. Talk about the negativity surrounding last season and what he has improved what how the coaching staff changes how some of these different transfer additions how all of these things are going to lead to a better season. I'd also like to hear a little bit about the cornerbacks. You know, we've brought in a handful of talented cornerbacks. You bring in Josh DeBerry, you bring in Tony Grimes, you bring in Sam McCall. I do think that all those guys are going to play a substantial role um this season. So it's going to be a little interesting to kind of see their role. I you know, I'm high on 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 DeBerry but I haven't seen him on a lot of starting, you know, um, starting depth charts places. I, I don't have him on mine. I have him as like the next guy up. So, you know, I want to hear him talk about that, some of the transfers. But, folks, I think um, some might not think tomorrow is a big day. Some might think it's just a day that, it, it, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. But I think the things Coach Fisher is going to go out and stay, the things he's going to go out and talk about, I think it's going to. It does play a role for the season. It does play a role for. What we can expect from the Aggies on the field this season so it's gonna be a fun day folks and like i said i cannot wait to bring you everything that coach fisher talks about tomorrow hopefully we have some good videos some good stuff like that um i'm gonna get some good questions so we can bring you all all of the sec media days coverage i'll be here for all four days so we, we're gonna talk to some texas a&m opponents coaches and you know we're gonna ask some questions to some coaches and stuff so there's gonna be lots of good content folks so please you know Be prepared for that coming up this week. I cannot wait to bring that all to you throughout the week. But like I say, Coach Fisher is on the podium today talking about the upcoming season for Texas A&M. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to break it down for you on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Aggies. But like I said, folks, that is going to do it for today. I hope you have an absolutely outstanding rest of your day. And folks, we will see you tomorrow.